Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. We're here for spring ball 2022 as Kennesaw State gets set for its spring game, its annual spring game, Friday, April 15th, 7 p.m. inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Admission is free. Joining me on the pod today, Brandon Sutton and Barkley Miller. I'm Nolan Alexander. Later on, we'll hear from the head coach of the Owls, Brian Bohannon, in an insightful interview on the team's offseason and then what he's looking for here in spring practice. So the offseason, the first part of the offseason is in the books. The team came back. They finished workouts in December. We profiled early signing day. They came back and worked out in January. We had the normal signing day in February, brought on a great class, a very talented class that I think will address some immediate needs that we'll see here in the fall, but then also plan ahead for the future. Practice continued. We had coaches runs. Uh, you guys know all about that. Yeah. And that leads us into spring practice as the team gets started here, ready for its spring game on the 15th. So my question for you guys is, at this point, back in the normal cadence of a football offseason and here for spring ball, where are you at as a player as far as Looking back at last season, are you completely removed from last season, or is there still a little bit of maybe a chip on your shoulder, a little edge, no matter how the season ended? Or again, is this a completely fresh start right now? How do you approach it as a player? So with college football being as unique as it is, you you can't look back on last year at all. I think Nick Saban and Coach Bohannon iterates the exact same thing, say it best. The team that you're looking at, in spring ball this year is not last year's team and you as this team in spring ball haven't done anything nothing is rewarded for you you might have been a part of what happened last year but you look at guys that you know have gone on and aren't coming back so it's a completely different team and not only that Nolan you're going to be playing completely different teams they're going to bring in new kids new transfers they're going to lose some kids you can't even kind of compare it you have to kind of Write last season off as a great time. The accomplishments were amazing. You're going to miss those seniors, but this is a brand-new Kennesaw State football team, and they're going to have to reprove themselves all over again. And I think Barkley's exactly right. What, what happened last year is done and gone. It's, it's, in the, it's on the fire. There's nothing you can do to get it back. But, so I think a lot of these guys are just going to take this opportunity to not, not say look back at it, but use those, those final results. They, they all know how last season ended. So they're just going to take what happened and just use it as a memory going into this new phase of Kennesaw State football in the A-Sun and seeing all these new teams, these new opponents, and just what they're going to have to do to be able to not only be ready to perform at a new level because they don't know what we're stepping into when we start the season for this 2022 year. So a lot of these guys are going to have to use this time that we've been getting ready through coaches' runs, uh, working out in the weight room, and now that spring ball starting up, you get to shift that mentality back from working out and trying to get rid of what happened last year to, all right, we're back on the field. Let's get things rolling. It's time to go. Yeah, and Brandy, you bring up an interesting point. This is the start of the A-Sun Football Conference. Last year, the A-Sun and the WAC merged to form the AQ7, so there could be enough teams to earn an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs. This year, the conference is newly formed. It's deep enough where it will have an automatic bid to the playoffs. So bye-bye to the Big South. Hello to the A-Sun Conference. To check out the full schedule, KSUOwls.com. Right now, up until April 1st, season ticket renewals and deposits are available. KSUOwls.com slash tickets. New season ticket sales go on sale on April the 1st. No, not a joke on April Fool's Day. Okay, y'all just said 
with a team, you can't reflect upon last year. It's a brand new team. However, there's a lot of familiar faces out there on the team. Let's start on the offensive side for Kennesaw State. Returning Big South Player of the Year on the offensive end, Xavier Shepard. X-Man, the QB, comes back, had a record-breaking season for the outs, not only rushing, but through the air as well. Also, Jonathan Murphy, Murph Magic at quarterback. We saw Murph Magic, yeah, we lost ETSU, but not because of Jonathan Murphy, had what he has typically done in the playoffs, another career game against the Bucks. You got those two headlining a quarterback room. At the slots, I and Mike, my cousin, Nikeem Farrell, Isaac Foster, who we saw out there in day one, looked good for the Owls. At the receiver position, Caleb O'Neill, that's going to be a big loss. You return Xavier Hill, Carter Pinholster, some other nice pieces out there as well. And then up front on the offensive line, two major losses, Jake Laster, William Nanafabu. However, other all-conference members up front for Kennesaw State, led by Zion Katina. And then I think there's going to be some replenishment that's come in that we saw on the signing period in some mid-year guys and then some guys that didn't play as much last year, a la the Jordan Loves, the Whirlies stepping up for KSU. So the pieces are there on the offensive end. I think the one area that you look at where where's as much depth is at B-back slash two-back. Preston Daniels came comes back. He split reps with Kyle Glover with the ones last year. He's a headline piece. After that, you got Gavin Martz, and you have a lot of opportunity at B-back. And, and definitely just building off of, off of that point there, Nolan, the two-back room is the one that has the biggest question marks behind it right now because, yes, we have Preston Daniels. He, he got a lot of reps last year, but besides him, a lot of these guys just have not had the opportunity just to get as many of these game reps that are needed to be able to play at this high level. And so going, going into spring, that's going to be one of the biggest question marks. Which of these guys are going to be able to not take a leadership role, so to speak, but be able to step in and fill in at the two-back role where they're needed? Because two-back's a place where we're, we're consistent. We're rolling people because it's it's a hard, gritty. You have to carry the ball like a wideout. You have to tackle and hit like a lineman. You can hit every play. Hey, hey, it's it's just it's the name of the game when you're at a two-back. Even though you're not getting the ball, you're somewhere on the ground getting a cut block. You're somewhere upfield getting a block. You have to be ready to go. So that's going to be the big question mark coming out of this spring. What's going to happen out of the two-back room? And I'm also decided to look back at the slot room because with Isaac Foster back in that fold, it's going to be really interesting to see the competition coming out of that room this season. Mm-hmm. So that two-back position for this Kennesaw State football team is so unique. I feel like it is the one position, one skill position that gets the respect from both the offensive and defensive linemen just for how physically different it is. So super excited to see who steps up in that position besides Preston Daniels. We know what we're getting in him. He's going to be a monster. But going back to your position, the offensive line, yeah, they only lost two guys in Lasseter and Anafabu, but those are two huge losses. Definitely Mm -hmm. looking to get a step, somebody to step up because you have to replace Jake Lasseter, who was the heartbeat of that offensive line for the past two seasons, really. And I don't know about you, I'm looking for Matt Olson to do that. I think that kid has the personality. I think this is finally his year. He gets to step up in the limelight a little bit. And we're talking about a guy that's really quiet and just kind of sits back, gets his job done. No no matter where they ask him to play, the dude played center, guard, and tackle last year. So I think this is going to be a really big year for Matt Olson. looking for who else is going to step up at that offensive line position because that's really just what's going to pull that whole offensive unit together and allow Shep to have another year like he did last year. And, and building off what you were saying, Mark, 
with with Matt coming into this coming into his uh, position as not just the reserve guy that's gotten a lot of snaps, but he's stepping into a true leadership role this season with him and Zion being those old head guys in that room. Coach Chestnut, he's one of these people, he'll look for one or two guys that he can lean on no matter what's going on. And from Matt's first day in the room back when I was, back in 2018, when that first year when we were playing Georgia State, I remember that week of practice. He's sitting there back in the room just absorbing everything like a sponge. Yeah, he's a quiet guy, but I promise you, he's one of those guys, he may not be as vocal, but you ask him a play, you ask him what to do, no matter where you are on the offensive line, he's going to be able to tell you what to do and where to go. And I love watching that kid play. What's unique about what y'all just said, too, is the fact that Jake Lasseter is lost on the field, but he's not lost at Kennesaw State. He's the offensive graduate assistant this year, so he'll have a voice in that dynamic of the leadership of the offensive line. I think that's going to be really unique to watch this year is how Jake interacts with the offensive line and as, again, they try to replace his leadership and what role he plays in that in supporting the Olsons, the Zions, the T-Packs, the other on the offensive line. Quarterback, okay. Xavier Shepard, Jonathan Murphy back. The depth is there at QB. We saw X take over last year in the second half of the Reinhardt game, rode that to winning Big South Offensive Player of the Year. Passing touchdown record for Kennesaw State through four touchdowns in consecutive games against Gardner-Webb and Bobby Moe. What's the next step in his evolution this year, guys? First team All-American. I mean, honestly. Well, like, he got he got his an all-purpose. Yeah, he has an all-American. All, all so you're purpose. saying first team quarterback. quarterback. Okay. I mean, that, that's really all you can go from there, right? Uh, Walter Payton Award winner? I mean, what, what are we talking here? I know that a lot of people are going to try to drum this up as a quarterback controversy with how well Murphy played in the ETSU game. Personally, I don't see how you can even say that with how great Shep ran that offense. Not just the triple option portion. Kid did it through the air, on the ground, through the pitch. He can do it all, man. I'm super excited to see how he progresses even more because that's one thing about Shepard. Every time we saw him take a step on the field, he was a better quarterback than he was before. And now a whole offseason preparing, getting ready to play in this offense, it's going to be dirty. I think we're going to see Murphy. We're going to see him, you know, probably third – Third rotation every game. We're going to see him get in. He's a great change of pace guy. He's probably the most athletic kid on the football team. I'm very curious to see what Chestnut does to try to get him involved. Maybe a little A-back. Maybe maybe a little trick play wide receiver. I mean, you got to get that kid on the field, get him some touches. There's a number of possibilities. The, the playbook's wide open. Uh, th this playbook is actually really, really deep. There's a ton of stuff we can do with it. But just going forward with, with this QB room, Looking back to, to uh, setting up for last year, Murph was in the same situation prepping for things, and X ended up being the one to play. Mm -hmm. So in this exact same situation, what, what happened last year? Murph, X made Murph magic, I mean, <laughs> made Murph better as he was prepping for the season. So this entire offseason is the reverse, re uh, reverse situation. Now it's Murph propelling X to try to continue to be better and better and better because they both know they're in the same room all day, every day. It's like, hey, there's a great dude sitting next to me that can take reps, he can take play time from me. So, hey, there's only one, one option and one thing to do, and that's to get better and better and better. And as we always say, iron sharpens iron. So who's going to make you better at your position than another great player at your position? Yeah, I think this roster completely nullifies the cliche if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I, I think that's the furthest from the truth with those two. Headlining this Kennesaw State offense. 
We're going to take a short break here on Inside the Nest. Up next, we will hear from our head coach, Brian Bohannon, to get his thoughts on the offseason, the current squad, and then what he's looking for here in spring practice for Kennesaw State. And then following that, we'll be back on discussing defense and special teams for the Owls. It's our spring practice start here on Inside the Nest. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth-third bank, member FDIC. Welcome into Inside the Nest when we're joined by Kennesaw State head coach Brian Bohannon as the Owls opened spring practice today preparing for the 2022 season. Coach, you know, the forecast showed that we were going to have some rain to battle today, which is somewhat of an unofficial KSU tradition, I think, for spring practice. Rain held off. Your team was out there. It was good to watch the Owls out there. How was it from your eyes? Yeah, it was good. And, and, and the rain went away, which was nice. And actually, we had a really nice day. You know, it, it was good to be back out. I, you know, I told the guys and coaches we talked about it. It's good to be in a normal offseason for us. Like, just to go through a normal progression of weight training, our morning runs, and the guys had a week off for spring break, and we took a couple days at the beginning of the week to kind of regroup, and now we're in a practice mode. And that, that's normal for us, you know, coming out of a season where you went back-to-back -back and really didn't get an offseason. Um, it's really been good. Um, you know, coming out of our coaches' runs, our morning runs, um, I, I'll say this for this group as of now, it was probably the best it's been in several years here. It's going to be interesting to see how they approach and embrace the practices to come. You know, we, we had one today. It was day one. It was a solid start. Day one better be good on the first day. Everybody's excited. Can we build on that and embrace what we're trying to do out here? Because I think that was the difference in the fall for us. I don't know that we embraced everything that we were doing. We were more worried about how many periods, but now Hopefully this crowd will go do that. Uh, it's really good to be back out. It's good to be in a normal offseason. What made those coaches' runs the best they've been in a while? Uh, you know, I don't know that if, if – you know, it's not like we got done, all of a sudden everything was good. It was just – it was the mindset that majority of the team approached them in. Like, well, I, I'm not going just to check the box and get through it. I'm going to go embrace this. And that's what – I told them we got back. The mindset of how they approach things is going to make the difference in us being able to do the things we want to do. Um, you know, and, and like I said last year, and I, you don't want to dwell on it, but you got to acknowledge it. We were more clock watchers. You know, we're more about how many periods we got instead of going and embracing what we had, what was thrown in front of us. So they embraced it um, and, and got better at it. We probably had more gold jerseys, which is guys that we call the standard. We had more of that this year than we've had in a while. Um, so, so that's been positive. So hopefully they can build on that in practice because first few days, great. 
as the grind sets on, you get to practice seven, eight, and spring ball, it's always, you know, that's the toughest part. And that's when they got to really dig down and, and get better. So um, I, th- I think that's the reason why. So I, I, as we were just talking about a minute ago, just like we were um, being able to come in, just hit all of spring practice and just carry on right into workout stuff. In the past, I know we've always had spring break come after that, but I, I think that's going to be a really big factor. What are your thoughts on that? Huge. You know, the calendar before, Brandon, as you know, um, we had to do everything before spring break, which was usually like the first week of April. And, and, and literally we would finish the coaches' runs and literally the next day we would start spring practice, which was tough. You know, physically it was tough on the guys, but we really didn't have a choice. I think being able to space it out. And the other thing that happened, we got we got six solid weeks in the weight room. You saw some guys gain some some strength and some mass and 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 physically what they're doing in those in that time is preparing themselves for the season that's coming. You know, and that's what some things we missed a year ago in the spring. We just we weren't prepared. You could you couldn't be. So I think the way the schedule's laid out, we had a solid six weeks. We had a couple weeks of of, of coaches runs, and we had a spring break, which was a break for everybody. And now we come back and we'll finish spring ball, and then they'll have a week or two, and then they'll have another two or three weeks off before we come back for summer conditioning. This is the best calendar we've had. And it would have been that way in the, the previous spring, but we were playing a season. It was just different. So it's the best we've had. I hope we see uh, the benefits of that down the road. But we'll, we'll talk about that later, right? December, <laughs> January. Um, but, but, but there's no question it's been the best we've had. Coach, from a program standpoint, this offseason leading into getting back onto the field, what does the balance look like between everything this team was able to accomplish last year, leaving it the right way in the Big South, compared to the bitter ending? Yeah, I think the bitter ending in a lot of ways maybe sits a little heavier on our kids and us than anything. I mean, um, I, I bring it up, it, it tears me up, but anytime things, I'm going to go, okay, this is why we do it. You know, with five minutes to go in the game. We were up 14 points. As much as it tears you up, it's the reality and probably the single motivating factor moving forward for the 22 season. It's just what it is, you know. And and here we've always been our best when we had a chip on our shoulder and we had something that uh, something to prove. That is Kennesaw State football, and it's just always been that way. You know, when Brandon and those guys started, they were going to prove to everybody that we belonged. We belong here. We belong in the and and I think we went through a little bit of a period of figuring out what was that chip on our shoulder, what was that thing out there that we needed to grab a hold of. Well, unfortunately, and fortunately, we got it, and probably one of the worst ways you could get it. Um, so I don't want to take away from us finishing and leaving the Big South in the right way because. I know y'all listened to me enough. That was a big deal for us, like a huge deal. And we did that, but we didn't do the other thing that we wanted to do, which was go finish the season in the right manner. So I think there's a lot left out there and hopefully a lot of motivating factors for our program. And even though we're just hitting on the things ended last year, that does close a chapter. But how do you how do you feel this team is going to use all of that? Just looking forward to this new time in the A Sun, and just with all these new teams coming to the conference, and just new opponents, new fields of play, and just new rivalries. I think it's I think it's going to be really good. You know, I, I think uh, um, in some ways it's 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 some fresh start in some areas. You know. He, he, 
think you get to play some different teams. I think it'll be good for our guys. I think they'll be motivated to do that. Um, and then, obviously, the goals are the goals here, right, Brandon? They're never going to change, man. And, uh, you know, we want to win at home. We want to win the A-Sun, and we want to win the national championship. And, and our kids know that. They, 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 they know that. We don't have to. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I think they got to be reminded of how they get there and what it takes to get there. Um, you know, so I think all those things come into play. But I think the A Sun's going to be really good for our guys. I think it's going to be. Uh, it's just different. You know, what I mean, sometimes you need to change up, right? You need some different teams on the schedule, right? Go to some different places, and I think all that's going to be good for us. So we had a little bit of new and old on the practice field today as far as your coaching staff goes with the return of Coach Glanton coaching the slots and then the addition of Coach Cotton on the defensive line. How have both of those uh, coaches been received here in 2022 as far as the slots coming back here with Glanton and then everyone really meeting Coach Cotton and figuring out what he's all about? Yeah, well, Coach Glanton's like a legend. So everybody's, you know, awful excited to have him back. The slots are, everybody is. I mean, he's, you know, Coach Glanton's awesome. Like, uh... Um, he's a good friend. He's somebody I trust and count on. Um, and, and more than just his ability to coach, but as a man, how he goes about his business. Um, and Ken Jay, man, it's great to have He's got a lot of energy. Um, he's got a lot of knowledge about the specifics of playing defensive end. I think that's going to be great for that group. Um, and he's got some energy. He's learning how we do things a little bit, you know. Um, I think – the, the morning coach's runs was, <laughs> was a little bit of an eye-opener for him. He's like, what? <laughs> but um, but he's been awesome. I, you know, I was watching today because it's the first time I got to watch him coach on the grass outside of the you know the morning run stuff. Um, and you could tell he's got a lot of energy and and uh, he's got a lot of expertise at that position. I think those guys are really going to – they're going to gravitate to him. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be really good. And uh, I was going to uh, hit on just uh, another healthy guy we're, we're getting back with a lot of energy. I heard you hit on him at the end of practice. We got twin back. Yeah. Looking healthy. I saw him out there catching some passes, running a few routes. And yeah. What are your thoughts on him coming in? It, it's just great. I mean, he didn't get to run in the mornings. He was still rehabbing. He got cleared. He's back out there. I was I was giving him a hard time partway through practice. I said, boy, you look a little tired. You, you ain't been doing anything in a long time. You look a little gassed. <laughs> but it was good to have him out there. He's, you know, twins are really good – Or is a really good player but he is a worker he elevates people around him he ain't got to say a word he works and you can see it like out there like it's different when he's out there because he elevates people around him because of the way he goes about his business um so it's great to have him out there now at the end let him break it down just because he's he's been through a lot i mean i'm praying that he can not just because he's a good player and he can help us win ball games but for him he can stay healthy and get through the season because, you know, you go back to, shoot, 19 Presbyterian. And this is when this really all started. You know what I mean? And, and then it's just he hasn't been himself. And uh, he said when he got back after it, that he started to feel like himself, which is really encouraging. And, he, and today you wouldn't – you know, he, I didn't think he missed a beat today, which was awesome. It's good to see him. Coach, you return your quarterback room this year, Xavier Shepard, Jonathan Murphy, D'Angelo Hardy, with the return of experience at quarterback that you have here in spring ball, does that allow you an opportunity to maybe expand the playbook and implement anything new? Well, we're always, you know, every spring, and a lot of it's based on personnel, but we're always going to experiment and go down and try some different things or some things we think might can help us 
based on the situation and circumstance. So we're always Coach Chestnut and the offensive staff. They're always we're always trying to find some different things we can do. I think with them it does. I think it's not just about them. It's also about everybody around them. Um, and, and if we can get everybody healthy, there's enough guys that have played that you can probably push the envelope. Our playbook is really big. Like, you just don't see it all the time. But there's a ton of stuff. We just don't get to it because for whatever reason, we might not be able to. And we're just trying to do what we can do to win a ball game. But I do think um, we'll have the ability to do some more stuff. And um, and I think that'll be good for us. I think we will. So, um, And it was that way even with – you know, the, the original guys when they came through, like by the time they were juniors and seniors, we were able to open up and do a lot more stuff. Um, and I think this group offensively, if we can keep everybody out there, um, you know, it, there's some guys that at least play enough football, you feel like you can go make some adjustments and try some different stuff. Continuing on with the uh, offensive side of the ball, what, what can we uh, expect out of the uh, two back room this year? Yeah, I think when you look at a couple things that we want to get accomplished for spring, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the two back room, but I think some things we need to get done. We need to establish some depth in the two-back room. You know, you lose Kyle Grover, you know, the ultimate worker. Um, Preston Daniels um, is back, who's, who really had a good year. And he, you know, he got hurt towards the end. But um, And then after that, there's, you know, Gavin Martz, who played a little bit. He's been banged up. We've had to move some guys there. We don't really have a lot of depth there. So I think offensively, we need to solidify the depth in that two-back room. Preston needs to be the leader of that group. And he's shown he can do that. And then up front, we got to, as always, you're trying to establish depth and consistency on the offensive line. And then on defense, I think you look at linebacker position, right? Three of the, the three guys that played are all gone inside linebacker. We got to establish and find some guys. Some guys got to step up in that area. And then we got to solidify a little bit on the back end. Um, we were we were a little bit patchwork in the fall on the back end, just trying to make it work. Um, we got some younger guys. I've got some other guys now that have a chance to step up so we can solidify a little bit of that. So I would give you two areas on each side of the ball that we – there's a lot of things we got to get better at. It's not like it's not all of it, but those two on, you know, are really areas we got to go work on. And then the leadership piece I think is critical. I think offensively there's a little more leadership there. Like you talked about the two-back room. Preston's really shown – Preston's become more vocal. Preston's always been a worker, but he's become more vocal. But there's some leaders in each position for the most part. Um, I think defensively up front is where our depth is. We got a two deep up there, that, that, but but we got to establish some leadership over there, not just in one area, but as a unit to help us be the best we can be. So these are the things when you look at it, like all right, these are the things we gotta we gotta go really attack and get better at. And there may be you know a lot of moving parts after spring on some of it, but we got who we got and we need to go develop them and, and see if we can maximize every young man's abilities out there. Um, and hopefully they'll embrace that and we can have a, a good spring. And maybe some of these things I'm talking to y'all about now, in, in five weeks, we can say, hey, we got better in these areas or we established some depth in these areas or we got better leaders than we started with on our football team. We'll be following along Kennesaw State with spring practice leading up to its spring game Friday, April 15th, 7 p.m. at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Coach, thanks for the time. Thank you all. Appreciate it. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. 
Appreciate Coach Bo joining us here on ITN, guys. Nolan Alexander, Braden Sutton, Barkley Miller with us. We discussed offense to start out with. We heard from Coach Bo. Now let's flip it over to the defensive side. Offense didn't lose a ton. Defense up front returns a lot. And it was huge to get the fifth years for the two men in the middle. Yeah, Barkley's fist pumping here. The defensive lineman, big old Desmond Scott and Travis Bell are back to terrorize some folks in 2022. These kids are going to be absolute animals. We saw how well they played last year. And for them to just have that extra year, especially for Travis, a guy who battled injury all last year, I feel like last spring, he struggled, then had to roll right into the fall season with the same nagging injuries. I don't know about you, Sub. Me and him saw him take up some snaps out there. Dude looks quick. He looks good. He played a little heavy last year, looks a little bit more slimmed down like, he, like he's supposed to. So excited to watch him. And then, you know, Desmond Scott, the field blocking machine, is just going to come back out and do the same thing. I, I can't wait to watch these guys just terrorize the offensive lines that Kennesaw State faces this year. They're going to be a handful. But then, even on top of that, you look, there's guys that are going to step up. Carlos Allen, a guy who didn't get a lot of snaps last year, looks slimmed down, looks a lot more athletic and quick than he did last year. Probably going to have his head on a little bit more straight, you know, going into his redshirt junior year. Sorry, redshirt sophomore year. He, he's going to be a monster to look out for. And then Carrick Reese, everybody else, rushing off the edge. This is going to be a fun group to watch up front. The D-line, in my opinion, is back again as the deepest, most talented part of this team. And if you look at the people we have out there right now, you're 100% right. They are the deepest. They have the most experience. The, Desmond Scott and Travis Bell back in the middle, terrorizing quarterbacks, giving offensive linemen headaches every snap, every play. I'm thinking back to our to their freshman years when they were just scout team guys. I didn't want to go out there for those reps, for the twos. I just said, hey, anybody trying to get a snap today? <laughs> they were a headache, but just – Rolling back, what they're going to be able to give to this team is they're going to be able to alleviate so much on the back end because they're going to put, be able to put so much pressure on these offenses going into this next season. Like with Travis and Desmond, you put those two next to next to each other in the A-gaps, they'll probably get to the quarterback three out of four times. I'm not even playing. But it's just going to be very exciting to see how they're, how uh, Coach V is just able to utilize them and the depth of this defensive line to just perpetuate things for the defense side of the ball this season. Yeah, you got those two up in the middle. And then you mentioned Carrick Reese, who evolved as a pass rusher this past year. Got hurt, came back at the end of the season. Joel Parker returns as well. That's kind of your in spots. But then everyone else kind of fighting for snaps, too. There's so much talent. Tyler Scott. Beast. Adam Watkins, who we saw flashes of last year. You mentioned Carlos Allen. I'm interested to see kind of where does Finn Hazel Polkinghorn, an Australian recruit, came over last year, redshirted, you know, got to figure out college football over here, be indoctrinated to the game. I'm excited to see how he evolves in this defensive front, too. And, Nolan, I'm so glad you brought him up. A guy that me and Brandon were blessed to play with and is now still playing in the NFL, shout out Big Z, he reminds me so much of him. So so raw, kid's big, athletic, strong as an ox, just trying to figure out football. A little bit about Big Z, for the people that don't know, listening at home. He only played really half a year of high school football before getting recruited to come play at Kennesaw State, originally from Nigeria, um, was a big basketball guy until they eventually got him out there halfway through their football season over at Alpharetta High School. And just the rest is history. Like I said, playing in the league, I mean, and that is the kind of potential you have where it's just him putting it together. I don't know if it's going to be this year. 
especially with just the limited snaps there's going to be with the talent that's out there. But eventually we are going to be saying this kid's name because of the monster that he is on the field. And, and a lot of people, they don't, they don't like hearing that stuff because they're like, well, let's get him out there now, now, now. But in most of these situations, especially with players with, with his background and like where he's coming from, he just needs the, the knowledge and just to watch because you give him time. You let him learn the game, learn what to do on these situations, learn what this means, learn how to move, move and do with this, do all these different things with his body. When he's ready and primed to hit the field, he's going to be a monster mm-hmm. and it's going to be a thing to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so defensive line, we feel pretty set. Secondary, you return experience from last year. You get some interceptions back, you get some tackles back as well. There was a lot of good at different times, maybe a more overall consistency out of the secondary. And I think we return the personnel to be able to achieve that and then pick up where we left off. So you come back, you get Cole Loden. He's going to come back for a super senior year. Excited to have him provide that veteran leadership. Javon Singletary battled some injuries last year. He's going to come back. Hopefully he's healthy. Ja'Cory Burks, Irwin Bird, and then... I want to keep an eye on here in spring practice that we saw at the end of the season, Chance Gamble. Came on as a freshman last year, had the interception at ETSU. I'm excited to see where he fits in this secondary. It's funny you brought that up, Nolan, again. I I literally have him highlighted on my notes right here as a guy to talk about because I think he's going to have a huge year. To me, the most raw, talented, highest upside DB on the team, right? And then going back on it, another guy that you didn't talk about, Markeith Montgomery. Mm-hmm. That's another guy that did really well at the safety spot that we rolled a bunch of safeties in and out trying to get that feel of who was going to play in towards the end of the year. He had a, he had a killer game against ETSU, and, uh, and he can also fill in at the corner position, mostly boundary corner, not as much. It's not as hard to play boundary corner because he, is mo- he, he likes to play more in the box, but that's just another kid. But, yeah, no, I, I think that he's going to be a monster this year. I, Coach Saf has a lot of expectations for him to step up. Erwin Bird had a really good end of the year last year. Happy he's back and playing this year. So, I mean, just a lot of upside on that DB team. Probably the group last year that was the weakest for the Kennesaw State defensive team, but I feel like they grew the most throughout the year. Coach Safford did a great job coaching them up, and I I, I look for them to kind of be, you know, 1A to that defensive line on this Kennesaw State defense. I think you're definitely right. They're, they're going to be a big point in, in relieving things for this defense this season. But I think Nolan hit it when he uh, talked about Cole Loden. He's going to be one of the key factors for this defense going into the season. He's a guy that's he's a super senior. He knows all these schemes. He knows what Coach V is trying to do out there on the field. So they're going to need to look to him a lot in that secondary to not just get things laid out, but to get guys in the right place and to make sure the correct guys know what they need to do, know where they need to be, and know how to do what they have to do. So I'm, I'm going to look to him as one of these, one of the biggest leadership spots on that defense going into this season, just because of what's going to be required from him and what he's going to have to do extra to get the rest of this secondary ready to play. One last note on Chance Gamble as well. A kid that came on at the end of the year, played really well, and that was him as a freshman at 6'2", 165. Not being involved in the you know Division One weight weight program that Coach Critzy does it all. I think that this spring and this summer is going to be huge for him. Put on some weight, probably get a little bit stronger, be able to play that press a little bit more that we love to do with the field corner. I, I think that it's going to be big for him and look, look for his name to be called a lot this year. Yeah, and there's certainly some other names that we haven't mentioned in the secondary that could be eyes on here during spring practice. But again, it goes back to you're not reloading that unit. As you all said, they got better as the season went on. I look for them really to 
pick up where they left off from the end of last year. Linebacker. We heard from Coach Bohannon. This is an area defensively where Kennesaw State's looking here at spring practice to be able to uh, get a better look at some guys and get a better judgment of the progression of some of the younger guys. Opportunity is here. Evan Thompson leaves. I mean, last spring season, can't say spring practice, but last year in the spring season, you didn't, who was Evan Thompson? Nobody had any idea. Comes in, has 100-plus tackles. At least, I think he may have had 1,000. But <laughs> he was in every, seemingly every single game. Evan Thompson on the tackle. Thompson on the tackle. So there could be another Evan Thompson that emerges from spring practice here. But you lose Thompson and Chance Bates and Xavier Reddick. You return Garland Binyard, defensive freshman of the year in the Big South. That's a good piece to come back. But outside of that... We're going to hear a lot of new names at the linebacker spot. What's that like as a player, though, when you're on, say, the defensive unit and you have kind of that one position that everyone knows, okay, there's going to be some younger cats that are going to get opportunities here. How do you approach as a player? Do you try to support those guys? Do you bring them under your wing a little bit more? Is that something that's talked about in the locker room? So so the best way I would try to break that down for you, Nolan, is that when, when you know, like, when you have an older player leave from a position that they've held down for a, for a significant amount of time and you know it's just open, the only thing, your only option to do is, one, like you said, try to support the people in that position, but two is just try to help whoever is going to end up in that position make the best of whatever opportunity they're given. Because you, you never know who's going to be thrown into the fire or who's going to be the one to fall into the starting position, but you know the, you know the work ethic of these guys and you know how they play. So you got to help try to make them help the coaches make the best decision. And that's all you can do out there. And that's exactly right. You know, it's going to be a young guy. He's going to get a lot of flack because, you know, he's going to be playing on that defense with a bunch of veterans that have proven themselves tenfold over. So they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to have some tough skin, too, because they're going to get some chewings, whether it's from Travis, Desmond, Cole Loden. They're going to get after them. But that's what makes you better as a player. And that is what is so important about spring ball. You don't look at guys like Travis or Desmond or Cole or Markeith Montgomery to, you know, step up and be that dude in spring. It's going to be a guy like Jalen Barnum. It's going to be like Garland Binyard, who they're, they're going to get tested a little bit, and these guys are going to be on them because you have to trust that guy in front of you or behind you to make plays in order for the defense as a whole to be successful next year. Yeah, I'll have my eyes on 44 in the linebacking spot. We remember him from the spring season last year. He had that massive hit in Dixie State, maybe Dixie State or, or the Bobby Moe game uh, on kickoff coverage. And then last year he, he was hampered by injuries. So I'm going to keep my eyes on Barnum this year here in spring ball. Okay, transitioning to special teams. Nathan Robertson, Nate the Great, he is back for his COVID super senior year, trying to take down all the records <laughs> in Kennesaw State. Kicking, that's huge. That is huge. I think with kickers, you don't appreciate them until they're gone in some ways. When you have a consistent kicker, and then not saying this would happen at Kennesaw State, but I think we've seen it with other teams. They come up and the next guy's up, and it's like, oh, wait, I'm actually kind of hesitant if he's going to make this field goal. Don't feel that way about Nathan Robertson at all. I'm excited to have him in back this year. 
Uh, definitely. I'm so excited that Nate gets to run it back for one more season. I actually was able to uh, catch up with him at practice on uh, Wednesday, and he, I was just able to pick his brain a little bit. And just like he, he said, he's no, he doesn't have really many concerns going into the season. He said he's just ready to get back into it. He's just ready to fall right back into where things were at the beginning of the fall last year and just try to finish up where he finished last year at the top and try to be the best once again. Yeah, and like Nolan said, snag every record in the book and hold on to them because I don't know if anybody else is ever going to get a fifth year to kick. So, you know, that, that's awesome for him, though. Definitely much deserved. He's a leader in that special teams unit. But, you know, we did lose Jacob Potter. Mm -hmm. So we got to look back to the good old Honeywell of the McCracken train, Zane McCracken, looking like he's going to be a long snapper. His brother, Drew McCracken, was a long snapper the entire time while me and Brandon played here at Kennesaw State. So good to see a familiar name uh, throwing the ball back to whoever the holder will be this year. And, and we actually got to catch him uh, on uh, Wednesday, snapping some balls, and uh, he zooms him back there like his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Holder's an interesting spot, too. Evan Thompson. The linebacker is also the holder as well, which it was always funny to hear people say, oh, Kennesaw State uses a linebacker as a holder. It's like, well, if you did research on the guy, you know he's a golfer too, yep. so he's got really good hands. <laughs> However, uh, th that's a, a, in a position that was new last year for Kennesaw State. Thompson stepped in and filled. They're looking at a handful of guys to do that here in the spring. In addition to kicking, kickoffs. I think that's one area Kennesaw State can improve. With, also with Robertson, Connor Cummins comes back, who has a huge leg, the Walton High School graduate. Interested to see how those two do on kickoffs here in spring practice. Punting will be interesting. It's going to be open competition and punting. We'll keep our eyes on that. Kickoff and punt return. Gabriel Binyard. I didn't mention him during the slots, but got to give this guy some love here. Binyard is back to return punts. I mean, can you, can you think about this? Binyard and Isaac Foster, kickoffs. Gabriel Benyard and Isaac Foster back there. Who do you kick it to? Out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> it, whatever decision you make, it'll be the wrong one because <laughs> you put the both of them back there on kickoff coverage, it's, hey, good night. Hallelujah, how you doing? <laughs> Keep it moving. So special teams, that'll be something interesting here for Kennesaw State. You bring back the returners, you bring back your kicker and Nathan Robertson. Outside of that, you got some question marks that you'll look into here in spring ball. Well, guys, is there anything else about this team that we haven't touched on that you think would be good as far as a preview standpoint for the next month leading up to our spring game on April 15th here at the bank? Shoot, man, I I'm just excited. I'm, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're playing football again. I know it's just spring, but still. I and you know what else I'm excited about? No, something we didn't hit on a little bit, but not all the way. This spring ball is gonna be good because yeah, we're reloading, but there's going to be some new faces in important positions to see how they react. And then, you know, I would like it if we don't have to go to the transfer portal all this summer and bring in somebody else. All right, don't get me wrong. If it's Evan Thompson's brother, I'm okay with that. But, <laughs> I'll put but, in the call. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, I mean, I'm excited to see how these kids take it, you know, how, how they get their lumps and learn the offense and defense and – you know, roll into next season, and uh, th these guys have a ton of expectations on their back. How they react to it is going to be huge. So it's going to be, like Barkley was saying, it's mostly just really interesting to see how these guys are just going to develop in this spring. Because going into next season, you're only going to see a, a, a few familiar opponents. And so you're really just building up to a mystery because mm -hmm. you don't fully know what you're looking, what things are going to look like uh, at the beginning of next season. And you just... All you can do is work on what you what you need to get better at today. So that's what all of these guys are going to have to do. Just keep getting better day by day, day by day, day by day. And by the time it's time for the spring game, hopefully you've put enough hay in the shed and things are ready to go. Let's finish it out with a spring game and get ready to start lifting weights in the summer.
Looking forward to it here on April 15th on Good Friday, the spring game, 7 p.m. inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. A reminder, season ticket deposit and renewals are available now, ksuowls.com slash tickets up until April 1st when new season tickets go on sale. Guys, look forward to doing this here in a couple of weeks as we continue our coverage of Kennesaw State football spring ball.